It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Belly now works off a Gorgie's screen, looking to attack on Plumlee. Gets into the paint, back to Ricky. Set shot on the three, and he drains it from straight out. Ricky Rubio. Three-point shots got better since the All-Star break. 37%. He puts the visiting Wolves up by two. 68-66. It's locked on Jazz for the 7th of June. The NBA draft. Why it'll be different and wackier than ever before. A bunch of future general managers want to destroy the Utah Jazz. Or you can make that decision. Thoughts on the finals, the Olympics, and Evan Turner's lost his mind. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thanks very much for tuning in, for subscribing, for leaving five stars. You can also follow me on Twitter at, at Locked on Sports. Facebook's David Locke and Locked on Sports. As well, Instagram, DLock9, and Snapchat, which I haven't done in a long time, is DLock09. Thanks so much for tuning in uh, and supporting the program. Uh, if you would like to advertise on the program, you can email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. That's where all the emails come in. I was thinking last night I might need another one. All right, let's start it off with our usual pins across the world. Get right to, get right to that today. Uh, always enjoy those. All right, let's start. His name is Mitch Brown, and he lives in Cedar City, Utah. I first liked the Jazz in the waning years of the Stockton Malone. My formative Jazz memories are of the Jazz Kings playoff series, in which my father was cursing at Vlade Divac and Chris Webber, dicing up our team throughout the series. For my 10th birthday, my dad stayed late after game to get a signed Carl Malone L.A. gear sneaker, which I still consider one of my prized possessions. I really fell in love with the team during the D. Will era when he and his family allowed me to sit at their table and eat ice cream at the Hogel Zoo. I followed the team closely ever since, catch a game whenever I can, get up there to visit with my family, love the team, the organization, and everything I can to work for the Jazz someday is his goal. Mitch Brown in Cedar City, thanks so much for your pin across the world. You can do the same by sending us an email and tell us your pin at dlock at 9 Com. All right, our big sto- tip-off story of the day. Uh, Chad Ford and I did a podcast. It's available on Locked On NBA. Subscribe to that as well, please. You can subscribe to Locked On Pac-12. And if you like all the Locked On, you can just subscribe to the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, by the way, I played golf yesterday with three guys who were great. Tell tell friends. Like, guys, guys, people still don't know about this podcast. Tell friends. We still got ways to go. Uh, anyway... Uh, the, the big story I thought, uh, and Chad and I only got into it partially, so I want to build off it here, is this draft can be, could be really, really different for, for numerous reasons. Uh, one is that everyone, on as of July 1st, 
will have all of this cap space. So you may see draft picks that are tr- are are acquired but not signed the way Andrew Wiggins was never signed and then traded during free agency uh, and maybe not participating initially in summer league by teams because they're going to be part of deals. You know, uh, because once one thing that's going to be unique to this offseason is that the with the increased cap to $92 million, everyone has cap space. So the rules that you had to have salaries match within 25% or 20% or 15%, depending on what, what year it's been and what the circumstances have been, those are kind of gone. Almost anyone, Charlotte may be an exception, Chicago might be a minor exception, but most people will be able to have cap space. And so once everyone has cap space, then you can just start trading. We, we'd be able to acquire any trade, the, you know, similar to the Igudala trade that we allowed, help facilitate to the Warriors to win their championships where we got two first-round draft picks and a bunch of future seconds, one of which first-round draft picks, by the way, which turned out to Rodney Hood. We just put a, we absorbed a bunch of contracts into our cap space because we had. Well, everyone will have that cap space. So that's going to change this draft a little bit because – Bigger deals could be a part of it, but they won't. You won't have that cap space until July seven or eight. Uh, the second part of that uh, story is what Chad and I did talk about: that there really don't seem to be tiers in this draft in the same way that there's ever that that we've had. So, you know, there's a one or and two. Chad presents the idea that there might just be a one at the top of the draft. Then there's a break somewhere, which nobody can agree on, at 7 maybe. And then the next break in this draft might be 35. You know, Some people, and I've talked about this a lot, DeJounte Murray's a good example, have him in the 30s, other people have him in the 15s. Thon Maker's the same thing. Malachi Richardson is the same thing. Malachi Richardson was just in town for the Jazz. Uh, so you have these players that have this incredible amount of talent and maybe not a refined game. And, and so depending, and this is where Chad kind of closes the podcast, how you approach drafting, it changes where guys might go. And so that's going to change this draft too, in the sense that if you're a general manager, I'm not, and you have a guy you really like, I'm not sure when they become, you know, where the, I'm not sure you know where they're going to go in the draft. You might just go get some guys, uh, you also might be, we have these teams with multiple picks, which is going to change the feel of the draft. So I think this draft will be particularly active. What could be uh, different than it's ever been before is how it may be active up until July 7th. I mean, that's a long time uh, for things to happen. You remember Andrew Wiggins just kind of got sat there sitting around for nothing. So that is your tip-off story of the day. So yesterday... I asked Guy uh, to do a new feature where you become the general managers of the Jazz and you send me deals. And um, a few of you, I I, uh, I think, have, um, you know, taken big risks, been willing to give up a lot. We'll see what happens. So the first call, I am now the Minnesota Timberwolves. General manager, 
And Aaron Rourke has reached out to me. He's the new general manager named by Tom Thibodeau, replacing Scott Layden. Um, he was hoping to talk about a Ricky Rubio trade. Uh, Rubio's interesting because uh, no one's quite sure what Thibodeau thinks of him. My guess is he's less available uh, than we think uh, because of the fact that, um, that Thibodeau uh, likes defense. But – uh, and also Rubio's different because his contract is substantial. It's thirteen million next year. It's fourteen point two, and then fifteen million, which is probably fine for a starter in ninety-two million dollar cap. But you're really you're committing to him. So Aaron, um, where'd that go? Um, I just somehow. Oh no, here it is. Uh, Aaron has offered to trade. He would like to uh, send Rick Dante Exum and the 12th pick of this year's draft for Ricky Rubio. And I think Minnesota would make that deal. It gives them a – it changes their direction a tiny bit, but it would give them Exum as their young future point guard to build with. It would give them the – fifth pick of the draft or sixth pick of the draft, which they already have, and the 12th pick of the draft for Rubio. Now the question is, did you, are you willing to give up on Dante Exum? So Rubio, and it gives him a bunch of cap space. So Exum and the 12th pick for Ricky Rubio, and Rubio becomes your, your point guard for the future. Uh, it's a dramatic franchise-changing move by the Jazz. This is all imaginary. Uh, it would – you're no longer waiting on Dante. You've given up on Dante. So I, uh, my, I, I said Minnesota would, like, would make that deal. Um, Do they make the Jazz uh, any better giving up on Dante? In the press conference afterwards, General Manager Aaron Rourke of the Jazz said, uh, frankly, I look at other scenarios with players like Trey Lyles and Burks, but in the end, we know in order to get a point guard with top-notch defender and a floor general like Rubio, we had to give a bit. We love Axum, his upside, but just like Rubio himself, we know we had a good piece away from being a solid team. It's time we take a step and have a good fit to our core. Thank you, uh, for everyone, for your time. And he left, and now the question is, you, the talk radio listeners, how do you feel about the trade that Aaron Rourke just made? Uh, I have posted uh, – oh, actually, I probably got to – I'm going to try to find – I was going to post these on our Google Plus page. Um, I thought that would be cool. Uh, but I got to make sure I get Aaron's email off of our Google Plus page. So um, – so, yes, yeah, so the, these are posted. If you go to Locked, uh, our Locked On Sports um, Google Plus page and evaluate the trades, um, let, me, let me know um, what, what's your, what your thoughts are on it. So it, it should be on the Locked On Sports Google Plus page. Uh, I have signed and, and made a, my deal. Uh, and we'll see what your guys' thoughts are uh, on that. I'll see if I can add a poll to it or, or something of the sort um, and, and get your, get your guys' um, feelings of, of whether this was a good 
deal um, by the Jazz. So there, there's deal number one. Uh, and you've given up on Dante Exum. Our Utah uh, Locked On Sports on the Google Plus page is probably the best place uh, for you guys to comment uh, on this. It's available. Uh, you should be able to find it. I know Google Plus is kind of a dead thing, but actually it's a pretty good format uh, on that. I might post it on Locked On Sports Facebook um, as well. So uh, th- those two places, you can follow me on both those. They're available. So there's deal number one um, that went down. Uh, there was another Minnesota discussion from Pat- uh, Jazz General Manager Patrick Day um, in which he uh, offered Trey Burke the 12th pick, the 52nd pick for this year's fifth pick of the draft. Uh, Minnesota responded with 12th and next year's first round for the fifth pick of the draft, and we can talk. We are a defensive-minded team, and Tibbs, we are not interested in Trey Burke, and 52 is worthless. Um, uh, uh, he responded with, how about the 12th and the 2018 first-round pick for the uh, fifth pick of this draft? So he's giving up the Jazz first-round pick this year and the first-round pick um, next year. Now, it's not clear to me what general manager Patrick Day is trying to find that he thinks is so special at the top of this draft that's going to move who the Utah Jazz are other than just a top-five pick. Minnesota has not responded yet uh, to this deal, uh, feeling uh, needing to do a little evaluation of where uh, I believe the Jazz will be in 2018. It may not be worth... Um, I'm not sure I would trade 12 and 20 uh, for the fifth pick. So that, that trade has not been done yet. Um, Minnesota is still sitting on that and deciding. Uh, you're welcome to be a general manager as well. Uh, email at dlock at 09 at, uh, at gmail.com. Dlock, at, L-O-C-K-E, at 09 um, with gmail at gmail.com. Um, uh, pa- uh, Parker Ritchie is the general manager of the Utah Jazz. And Parker Ritchie uh, has contacted the Jazz and is interested in trading uh, Alec Burks, Trey Burke, and a first-round pick possibly this year's uh, for Rudy Gay and Ben McLemore. Sacramento's response is, well, wait a second. Rudy Gay is the best player on the board in this conversation. Ben McLemore has the highest upside, and you're not even willing to agree to a first-round pick. Let's start this conversation over. Um, uh, we we would um, let us start the conversation with Rudy Gay, Ben McLemore, for Alec Burks, Trey Burke, and the 12th pick. Um He wavered. That's a steal. If the Jazz can do that trade. The Jazz should do that trade. They're giving up. But but let's let's actually let's break it down a little bit. So I'm I'm the Kings, and I've decided that I'm gonna, I'm going to let go of Rudy Gay, and I take Alec Burks. I don't actually make, get any free cap space, um, and Rudy Gay is probably better than Alec. But I just want to get rid of 
then Ben McLemore is probably better than Trey Burke, but I'm getting the 12th pick. So if we move Trey off to the side as a non-factor, now the question is, is Ben McLemore, would you trade the 12th pick of this year's draft for a Ben McLemore who's had a, had a kind of up-and-down start to his season, his career ends shorter? That's interesting. And there might be a reason why they would make Alec Burks for Rudy Gay. So I continued the conversation. Uh the Jazz general manager, Parker Ritchie, returned with, I think that would be fair, or the 2017 picks in Sacramento has traded their 2017 pick to the 76ers. That way they would have a pick in the upcoming draft, uh, but then the Jazz could really focus on the pieces they have. Uh, is what Parker said. I think the Kings might ask for the 12th pick and the 2017 pick, which gets complicated because then that trade can only happen after the trade. But this is one um, in which is you know which Parker Ritchie built Sacramento, uh, me, has yet to pull the trigger on this one. Um, this is one where what I would say it's most difficult about making trades is in a vacuum of this Rudy Gay and Ben McLemore for Alec Burks, Trey Burke, and the 12th pick. Really, for Alec Burks and the 12th pick is the way to view it. Trey is a bonus on it, but isn't moving a lot of value. Um, it would be a good deal by the Jazz. Sacramento could make sense of it if they wanted to, but the fact is the reason this deal would never get done is because I believe Sacramento for Rudy Gay and Ben McLemore could go get more. Um, and so that's why I think Sac as a general manager of Sacramento, in a vacuum just with the Jazz, sure, this sounds fine. But when I can engage 28 other teams with Rudy Gay and Ben McLemore, uh, I believe that, though, that that would end up being a case in which you could get more uh, for the deal. And so that deal would not... Um, would not happen. Dlock09 at gmail.com. Uh, these, these have been fun. There's a lot of really good questions, and that's the concept. So you email me as the jazz general manager, and then I'll come back and we'll play it. And so for today, uh, we have the one trade um, in the you play, you play general manager game that has, that has been – Done, and now it is time for you to play talk show host um, uh, and get your analysis uh, of what you think of that. Uh, NBA Finals talk, uh, I haven't ever seen Steph Curry's gravity have a larger factor. If you watch these games and go back and rewatch some of them, why would you do that? That was not a good enough game to rewatch. But Steph, they're face-guarding Steph. He's in the corner. They're face-guarding him. The Warriors are playing four-on-four on four the rest of the field. There was a play where Draymond got a wide-open three. Steph Curry was up by the circle at midcourt. Kyrie Irving was so close to him, he couldn't even come backwards to help at the top of the three-point line. His gravity is bigger than it's ever been. Uh, two interesting numbers on the Cavs. The Cavs are shooting 44% in the paint during the – during the uh, finals, 44%. During the season, they shot 56%. I don't like paint numbers because they're, um, you know, the paint's a big area, 15 feet of difference there. Uh, I think that one, as they go home, will get rectified. Uh, the only way I thought they would win a game was to outshoot the Warriors. That's what I said this whole time. They have to outshoot the Warriors. Well, they're only fifteen of fifty from excuse me, fourteen of fifty from three. Thirty, thirty-eight, twenty-eight percent. I'm not sure that changes. I'm not sure that changes. Fifteen of forty from three. 
Uh, Curry and Aldridge have stepped out of the Olympics. I think there'll be a flood of others. They're going to come up with excuses. I'm sure that the Olympic Committee has asked them not to say it's the bugs and the mosquitoes and the pollution. Uh, and it may leave Gordon Hayward with an interesting choice. His life dream has always been, he's, I think he's going to have a legitimate chance to make this team. Uh, and then he's got to figure out, as a father of one with a second coming here shortly, uh, whether or not he's interested in doing that. Uh, Evan Turner had maybe the most interesting quote of the year. I want to speak on that. He's talking about the irritated at the uh, amount desire for three-point shots. People say you can't shoot the three to me, but I can defend, I can pass, I can rebound, I can score. Okay. Thus far, this is true. He's also one of the least lowest pack players in the league. Um, so you can score. It just takes you a lot, a lot of shots to do it. You guys get all the – all they can do is shoot and nothing else. Like how – Eat backwards is that only in America can you have be a lacrosse player and a judge basketball? Oh, or you've never played basketball and you say, yeah, I was working on the stock market, wasn't working. So now I'm in the NBA judging talent. The media can write stuff on something and they have no clue about it. The future is in the mid-range, says Evan Turner. The mid-range is where the money's at, man. I think the three-point shot opens up the court and everything like that. But MJ and all those great players made all their money on the mid-range. So I'm not sorry for that at all. Evan M. Turner, for sure. M stands for mid-range. Anywhere within 15 feet is cash. I'll try to get better at threes, but that's my game. Evan Mid-Range Turner. And that is Locked on Jazz. Have a great day. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.